This is the Umbrella Academy on TV Podcast Industries, and we're discussing the Umbrella Academy Season 3, Episode 10, Oblivion. The battle's about to begin. I am one bell ring away from my prize. They're going to ruin everything. Oh, if I had a nickel for every time I heard that, I'd have a dollar, which isn't that much money. But then again, there are those dollar stores, which are quite reasonable. That's that. Welcome back, fellow Academy alumni. This is TV Podcast Industries, and we're discussing the finale of The Umbrella Academy Season 3. Yes, that is Episode 10, titled Oblivion. Or, as I just gave you a rendition, Oblivion! It does just bring a lovely ring to the ears as you get into this finale event-filled episode. I am one of your hosts, Chris, and I am joined by my illustrious co-host extraordinaire... Yes, I'm one of your co-hosts, Derek. Uh, yes, I'm also confused why Chris sang Oblivion. Don't worry. We'll let him worry with it. It's a finale. Just this once. Hello there, fellow alumni. Yes, I am equally disturbed as one of the co-hosts, uh, and I am John. Yes, that is what we like to do here on TV Podcast Industries. Disturb you and delight you equally. There you oh, go. Yes. That's what we try to do, anyway. Yes, we... <laughs> There is so much to get through on this episode. We're going to speed directly into our discussions. But if you have not listened to us before, well, welcome again. Mm-hmm. But pop on over to our website at tvpodcastindustries.com where you can essentially subscribe to each and every channel. And don't forget, we are also going to be covering a number of other shows in the future. So you can make sure if you subscribe to our main teacher, you're going to get all the good stuff coming forward. We'll also do a wrap-up of the season, and we'll want your feedback, so make sure you send us your feedback to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com, or head on over to any of our socials where you can leave us your thoughts there. But gentlemen, should we jump in to the very spoiler-filled discussions of Oblivion! Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm ready if you stop doing that, Chris. Deal, deal. That's, see, that's how, that's how it's going to work. Good see, stuff. I just threaten you with song. Mm-hmm. That, You've that is- really taken the the danger and terror out of uh, Hotel Oblivion by <laughs> going, Oblivion! It's that like, sounds like something sound. from... My disco days or something. Uh, 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 oblivion. oblivion. <laughs> I'm not that old. Oh my goodness. Oh, sorry. It's a Cliff Richard. Cliff Richard. <laughs> no, it was Strauss. <laughs> At the very best I'll give you is uh, is d- maybe the darkness, Chris. Uh, that's oh, probably, okay, that's, that's cool. probably the okay. height of it. But yes, let's get on to the details of the show. The show was created for television by Steve Blackman and Jeremy Slater. It did a great job overall on the season. Uh, based on the comic book series by Jared Way and Gabriel Ba. Uh, this episode was directed by Jeff King, who's directed a number of episodes this season. And the teleplay for this episode is by the creator of the show, Steve Blackman, and Robert Askins, doing his fifth episode of Umbrella Academy as well. Good stuff. John, do you want to give us the very short synopsis for Oblivion? Most definitely. Shaken but not stirred, the family confronts the deadly mysteries of the Hotel Oblivion and the growing suspicion that their mission is not what it seems. 
Ah, Suspicion on the Mission. It's always, suspicion on the Mission, always good to read. indeed. <laughs> Let's get into our final times ever saying, what was your big moment from the season three finale? Mm. Probably your first time first? saying that, uh, what's your favorite moment from the season three finale, though, Chris? It's not, but it's the last time I will say it. <laughs> of the, the first and last time we'll say yes. that. Good stuff. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Who wants to jump in? Because I'm happy to if we really want to. I'm happy to go first. Um, it was definitely Klaus in this episode. I mean, mm-hmm. primarily just him returning to Pester Reggie, mm-hmm. who, whilst absolutely fascinated with the fact that he's managed to bring himself back from the dead into the Hotel Oblivion, but hasn't got time to, to work it out or experiment further, and um, just kills him with uh, the dull... Uh, the dull kind of trophy kind of weight that he has um, in order to kill him back again. I, I loved Klaus in this. Robert Sheen for me has just been an absolute standout since season one and just continues to bring that annoying cousin brother mm-hmm. that like, you love to hate but you hate to love Yeah, kind of really is just there and like comes to to a degree save the day yeah like like he is a a bona fide kind of distraction and delayer of time and tactics here mm-hmm. uh, especially which i'm assuming john wants to bring up the resurrection piece where he brings back mm-hmm. a dead member of the family yeah Absolutely, but certainly it is. I think we've said throughout the season one of the interesting things about the character of of Klaus is he's a real accidental hero. He's really central in almost everything that's happened throughout the season, but not for you know something that he's tried doing or planned to do. He just ended off being the one that discovered about the death of all the mothers. You know, he's the one that discovered the entry portal into uh, into this other side of the hotel Obsidian um, by being shot i suppose um but yeah he's he's been involved in everything but none by his own hand which is always a fun character to have at the show and, and sheen plays him perfectly yeah. yeah especially when that hand says hello and goodbye mm-hmm. yes i mean it was interesting as well yeah i mean that's the other side of uh my top moment really is we see him bringing luther back and effectively this new power as you say chris the resurrection piece mm-hmm. um but he can't as such keep him uh, in that plane yeah but uh and you know which is kind of interesting and um, given that luther ultimately survives um at right at the mm. end after everything that goes down but it's even then as well the both klaus and luther haven't been killed you know lost to to death and um, i just love how um there is the welcome to my hood kind of comment from Klaus. <laughs> yep. uh, but both of them are there sat eating a pizza, watching TV, but arguing about pineapple on pizza, or at least Klaus arguing to Luther, who's not really paying attention because he's, um, he, you know, he's engrossed in this documentary on TV and contemplating uh, being a speck of sand in an infinite universe <laughs> that we... You know, does it have a shape or is that 
or no shape and so on. I just love this because, I mean, it is the crucial question of our time is whether pizza is a viable topping for uh, pizza. <laughs> Oh, pizza is a viable topping for pizza. That would be a, a sacked pizza. Yeah. Of course, it is. You know, it, you know, with the, the super duper documentaries, it is another one of those crucial philosophical and existential questions that uh, needs to be addressed. I think on the podcast is whether pineapple is uh, a valid, viable ethically right um topping for pizzas for me it is love it so we're back to team cap versus team iron man it, it probably <laughs> is it yeah I, I don't think so because i love pineapple and pizza chris oh so uh, we're all the same so we're, we're all the same, same. Okay, yeah i swear this is just someone in netflix hq that is trying to bring this argument back this argument went out in the 90s everybody <laughs> loves hawaiian pizza it's like the number one pizza on the list after tomato pizza uh, over here so um there is there's no <laughs> margarita doubt. margarita that's the <laughs> tomato pizza. <laughs> um, Can I have some tomato with my tomato? I think it, it has something exotic on it called cheese. It does. It does. Unless you don't want cheese on your pizza, of course. And uh, what? But, <laughs> but like we've gone as far as now getting grapes on on pretty as pretty standard on pizza. There's loads of toppings. You, you have whatever option you want exactly. on your pizza. Go ahead. People have chocolate on their pizzas if they well, want to have are it. There are dessert but, pizzas now. But for some reason, the agenda Netflix is trying to push that this is still an argument. Like they even showed that it was on Stranger Things, a show set in the eighties. This is a show set in current day, so they think this argument's been going on for thirty years that nobody is allowed to have pineapple on their pizzas. But weirdly, you do it? get into these moments where someone definitely doesn't like pineapple. And I mean, the argument did progress, I think, to broccoli on a pizza, which mm-hmm. yeah. uh, as well, which I kind of quite enjoyed. Or whether you should drizzle. You know, picante sauce, or dare I say, even clear honey over your pizza, which it's still is all fine. gorgeous. Yeah, it's still all fine. Things that, that anybody can do with a pizza. My, my big tip for pizza, though, is when you're ordering it, get one half, order one half, whatever you want, and the other half, another pizza, and then you get a completely fresh pizza every time. If you order the full pizza off the menu, it's, <laughs> it's hardly ever fresh. There you go. Well, that is true. <laughs> That's my tip. But, yes, love pineapple and pizza. Excellent. So it, we, we're all effectively... Team Iron Man. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Team Cap, yeah. 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 No, no, Pineapple exactly. on pizza, the American way. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> so I, yeah. Controversial. <laughs> Very controversial. Um, but anyway, I think that is the pizza and pineapple issue addressed. Uh-huh. But I just love this interaction between the two of them. And then, you know, the both... You know, Luther really kind of... We have to go back and warn everyone that effectively... Um, dad is a huge bug, an alien uh-huh. bug. Uh, he's, he killed me, man, and he's the one that killed us. So, and the just the the, the fight, and yeah. certainly when he punches Klaus through kind of the the wall of different death realities for people, and Luther just follows him, and he's yeah. like, "Oh, it took me like seven hundred times or whatever, <laughs> or the tenth time to to work that one out." Uh, so I just really loved all this interaction. Really good again mm. from Klaus. And I think Luther, just in this season as well, has just been yeah. absolutely superb. Uh, in yeah. some ways, he was always the, the anchor man. Uh, uh, you know, to the point from the last episode where, he, you know, I just did everything dad said. Mm-hmm. So it almost yeah. he's like kind of 
sober follow the sober rules. reference point yeah. of what uh, Reggie Hargreaves wants to happen, and Absolutely. of course, uh, he's. He's anything Dead. but that. He's just really, really been good this season. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I also kind of see you can buy that Luther would be willing to punch Klaus through walls yeah. for the rest of eternity if Klaus doesn't do what he says. <laughs> it's kind of, you can you can get that's how annoying Klaus is to him right now. Yeah. And and then also just like finally, you know, the whole Luther and Sloan sort of that they get their goodbye in a sense. Yes. You know? Absolutely. And which was really good uh, as he disappears. Although then I kind of liked the way Sloan was posed with the arms up because it then reminded me of five trying to kiss the mannequin as well <laughs> or thinking he was kissing the mannequin yeah. um, in the Sparrow Academy back uh, earlier in the season. So yeah. it was all kind of. Uh, I thought all this was like really good fun uh, going on with uh, everything else that was going on yeah. uh, in in this episode with the hotel. And still a really significant power. We were talking about earlier on with Klaus bringing Luther back from the dead. He truly brings him back. He's not a ghost or anything like that. He, he plays a central part in that fight. He's able to take out. Um, one of the guardians effectively yeah. pick them up and does a nice wrestling move, slamming them to the ground. So, um, so he was fully corporeal for that. Oh, absolutely. For the, those moments until Klaus can no longer hold on. Yeah, he he did something similar back in season one with Ben. If you remember, he brings Ben's ghost and corporealizes him in the auditorium cinema kind of theater mm. uh, where Ben had the kind of tentacles and stuff. But this is to another level. Mm-hmm. This is like... Yeah, absolutely. Like ben was still ethereal to a degree. Yeah. yeah. But this is just the next level. This is like basically... And I have to say Sloane's moment. Like that was... That was great to see. Like, mm-hmm. but again, the only thing I'll say is... The, the angle for the CGI was just... They didn't need to keep that angle because you could see she was just basically holding the air and they had put him in yeah. and then slowly kind of just removed him from the CGI from the like uh, or from the VFX and she was just left holding air. Mm. There was no cut and it was just like she was just kind of like it's like you're hu- she's hugging a big massive uh, invisible balloon. Yes, and she's just like. Ah. When you're hugging someone or something, you're squashing your face against their chest. <laughs> your face gets mashed a bit, but her face is perfect. <laughs> there you go. You um, should, should have cut the angle. That was the end. Again, I think I'm resenting that she got to kind of hug his big masculine body. Oh, I, I really wasn't watching that closely, I must admit. Uh, I was. Thank you. Chris, what about yourself? What's your big moment from the season three finale? Yeah, I'm going to jump straight in and just take the end that big massive end because essentially it's the best part like we talk uh, i don't agree with the redemption of allison or that not even she didn't get a redemption no That's she didn't the worst part like she did one final good thing but still gets exactly what she wants but it, it, it's a really bad... It, it doesn't feel earned, if that makes no, sense. Like, I know. She, she, basically, they took her right to the edge of being the villain. Made yeah. her the villain. And they went, oh, no, 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 she, she didn't kill her family, so she's not that bad. 
but she still gets what she wants. She still literally enacted her plan and like reset yeah. the universe. I think that's it. I think it, it it feels a little odd that she gets all that despite everything she's done. Although, you know, in fairness, she does slice Reggie's head in two um, and you see sort of the the alien goo coming out and sort of the, the non-human sort of cross-section. But, yeah. but because Reggie is also there at the end and has survived that, it didn't really make any difference. And no. so it it is that it does feel a bit like she's being rewarded just purely for that deal that she's done. And, and that's what Reggie was keying in. And so that's ultimately what happened. I mean, you, you, like you see him saying, you don't go on um, the, the sigil stars because otherwise he was going to run it till they died, died. effectively. Yeah. So I guess he got enough of the, the, the stardust, the lights um, out of them in order for it, to correct the universe, or as far as we know from that ending. But yeah, it, it didn't feel that earned. And I think when you contrast it with the fact that where did Sloan go? So you, as I say, like from my top moments, you have that really great sort of goodbye uh, between Luther and Sloan after his death at the hands of Reggie. Oh, he's able to say that, and she's able to say it back to him, you know? And then Luther comes back. Mm-hmm. And Sloane... I mean, what do they say as they come out of the doorway into the the Reginald Hargreave kind of memorial, uh, the Hotel Oblivion memorial, kind of me- yeah. memorial park? It's that, oh, she was right behind I'm, me. Yeah. Uh, but she's not there. Um so what happened to Sloane? Because then you see Luther saying, I need to find my wife. Where's she yep. gone? Has she been sucked back into that machine uh, that was at the Hotel Oblivion? So, and that felt, it would have been nice to have given Luther that kind of positive end as well. And that's the thing, there was a little bit of a contrast there, I'm guessing. Yeah, because essentially what, so Reggie basically programs the computer 100% the way he wants it. Or, sorry, Reggie programs the computer, let's say, to 90% of what yeah. he wants. Yeah. Then Allison kind of stops short of that programming and stops short of it just killing her family. So essentially, 70% okay. of uh, Reggie's and Allison's plan goes into effect. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. she still touches the big flashy red button of do not touch. She just, as you said, they just took a bit. Not Like, there's going to be, it's like, well, I didn't get all of my master plan and I didn't get my mansion and my sports car and my pool. I got yeah. my sports car and my mansion and my pool just didn't, wasn't delivered. Maybe that, that is also why Sloan didn't make it because he was cut off without yeah. by Allison killing him in his calculations and yeah. wasn't able to calculate Sloan's return through the doorway. Mm. I say that having I don't know, knowing that I've just said, but as they come out of the door, yeah. they do say, Well, she was just behind us. But whether that meant in some kind of other passage or back in the machine i don't know so it's really i mean firstly i would say the whole sloan thing is it feels to me a bit like an unnecessary mystery actually mm. um 
But uh, you're just kind of wondering, where is she? Mm. But at the same time, I guess you can piece together reasons why she wouldn't be there, potentially. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's no other member of the Sparrow Academy there except for Ben. Yeah. Every other member of the Sparrow Academy, if they're resetting the world and so many yeah. of the Sparrow Academy are dead, they should all be coming back here yeah. at, at, in some way, especially the ones that died in the Hotel Living, at least. Um, there's a few of them that, that were that were taken out there. So um, you would expect that. But it is surprising that Alison gets her daughter and her husband yeah. from the 60s back as well. It's not been reset back to when Alison was. Oh, no, the- it's rewritten. Yes. Reality is rewritten in this case. Exactly. And, and mm-hmm. so... That's it. Anything is possible. Yep. And yes, Ben Ben is a member of the Sparrow Academy that's there, but he was also a member of the Umbrella Academy. Mm. It, it just, but that's Sparrow Ben there, definitely, though, because he's already having fights with the rest of the family. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's not about it being Sparrow versus Umbrella, I don't think. Um, I, it, it's Pro- just unclear. Yeah, the program wasn't fully loaded. Yeah, like, it, exactly. That's all yeah. I can think it is. Yeah. So. Buff. Beyond that, for me, it's just they took the step with Alison being the villain. Gave her a slight, oh, no, she saved him by killing Reggie. But then, like, she didn't get any repercussions. Like, and I think that's hopefully what they do next season. Because she is a villain now. Like, they have taken her. Like, she, she did everything. She did it for noble reasons, her kid and her husband. I will just point out that Alison's argument the entire season is that she's the only one that's had repercussions when everything goes right for everybody else. So that was the reason she was going on this path to get her child and husband back was because she's the one that's lost people every time that something's happened. So if they start off the next season and Alison's getting repercussions again, then they've just repeated their storyline. Oh, yeah. Is no, the I get that. I, I, again, we, we, yeah. I think we talked about that previously. Yeah, I mean, and as well, like I, I, I get that. I get that storyline of, of, of Alison. I don't think she's the only one because mm. Victor lost, yeah, um, both Harlan because of Alison, yeah. and also Victor lost Sissy, not to any mm. time jump, but nonetheless, there's a loss there, and mm-hmm. um, and then they've all lost their their parents you know that identification yeah. of that certainly with klaus yeah. uh, looking for his mother so and he lost I, david i i get mm-hmm. it it's possibly a bit rawer for allison because of all the other stuff associated with how her life has been more difficult from being in 1960s yeah. dallas yeah. as well so but uh, it's also her motivations, I think, although are just are, are just different yeah. from the others um, because of this. And I can see the repercussion is if they do get a season four, the repercussion is that the rest of the Umbrella Academy go to her because she got what she wanted and they didn't. They've all lost their powers here. Yeah, um, that's that. That's what's happened in in the moment is they've all had that power taken out of them yeah. to control this machine for Reggie, and she was given the special place of not having. Uh, yeah. The power is taken from her. So, uh, if you want to set up the villain for next season, that's how you set them up. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I think it's just they took her to the edge, gave her one step back, and then just kind of one step forward. So she's still at the edge because hmm. they kind. Of, she still killed Reggie. It was just I would have yeah. preferred you took her to the edge, give her the push, let her leap, and make hmm. her like the true villain for next season. And yeah, but I don't could have had. Anyway, like yeah. it's, it's, it'd be I, I don't think that's see. the show. I think I think the the point is that 
we know her motivations. We know where she wanted to get to. She stepped back, killed Reggie, saved them, saved their lives at least. Um, and then she got her reward. That's the that's the story. It's not about having to redeem the character yeah. or or having to punish the character. It's just a straight down the, the line story of what's <laughs> happened. This is the character, and this is what's that's happened right. to her. That's, um, a, that's a valid what I, point. What I think has happened to her. Well, we've jumped from the start. To the end, I guess I'm going to talk about the middle bit, which is, I guess, the battle uh, amongst the uh, members of the Umbrella Academy versus the um, the guards, um, which was cool. There were some really cool moments in here. I love the splitting apart of, of the group. I love that uh, the groupings that got together and then by the hotel itself separating and moving around, uh, each member of those groups forming different parties there's a great group there with uh with ben and sloan and five um taking on one of the guardians i thought that was uh, that was probably my favorite because you get to see some of sloan's powers again and yeah. what and, and how aggressive and angry she's getting and the way that she's using that anger of losing uh luther to battle against a guardian but uh it takes all three of them to take down the guardian yeah, yeah. there i thought that was that was really cool i love diego and uh lila just running away from the guardian they just throw knives at them uh and then diego gets a great shot through the eye and then when they realize that hasn't done anything at all they just leg it the opposite direction (laughs) and that that's the guardian that they have to take out right at the end of the episode and then of course lila does get an opportunity to take out a guardian because uh she meets up with victor who's got a power that that, uh, she can use so the two of them team up again we had seen them uh battle opposite each other last season when uh when we had lila taking uh, Victor's power for the first time. This time, two of them teaming up against the Guardian and take it out yeah. pretty handily, crushing it. Yeah. Definitely. I, I must say as well, I really liked uh, Lila and, and Diego in this, the the, the duo. Um, just with her going back to the sushi carousel as well. Um, mm-hmm. you know, getting a bit ticked off with him because he almost like blurted everything out. And... and that insecurity from her, you know, it was easier with Stan because I could basically just mind mess you until uh, you said, you know, get get lost mm-hmm. effectively. I didn't think you were going to turn around and, and and say, yes, I, I would be with you. You know, so it, it it's just, you know, she's kind of just, she's having a moment where she's just questioning, everything. you know, everything. Yeah. I really like that in the middle of this, um, Rubik's cube type hotel, mm-hmm. changing all the corridors, and um, you know, and and then even you know Diego trying to protect her and the baby. Love the yeah. fact that just as you say, Victor just walks past and the door just blasts mm-hmm. off as she just picks Finally, up that power, power I can use <laughs> exactly, um, and then effectively when they all come back together. You, she just gives him a, a slap and then a kiss because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, don't do that again, but I still love you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah rather, just sort of really, I love these two yeah. uh, in, in this episode. And they get another happy ending. Uh, one of the happy endings of the show, right? The two of them stay together, now have no powers, and now they can just go off and live their lives and not have to worry about yeah. any of this superheroing stuff, right? And now exactly. He's really Batman. Yeah. He's just a poor Batman. <laughs> mm hmm. That's it. That's my uh, big moment from the episode. I think that's all the major moments uh, from the episode to talk about. Anything else that we didn't talk about? No, I think that's literally the episode. <laughs> um, the only thing I w- w- wanted to bring up on the notes was, you know, I have no idea what that mid-credit 
scene with Ben was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no idea of the significance and the importance of that to the story. Maybe I've forgotten something from ep- from episode one, season one. Yeah. Maybe it's something related to a possible season four, if that's where they're going. But it made no sense to me. Um, well, other than he's maybe happy now. It's yeah. just showing. But I, I, I still... You know, and because he he was always this absent person, even mm-hmm. in the Umbrella Academy, just that moment. But um, yeah, it kind of made no sense to me. Yeah, yeah, I'm agreeing with you. I yeah. think confirmed by uh, Steve Blackman that this is that this is Sparrow Academy Ben. So uh, Justin Min didn't really know what the scene was about when he was asked to do it. He was just uh, filmed. With the scene on the train, he has no particular insight into what it was for. Uh, my only takeaway really is the first season and second season of the show, Ben is attached to Klaus, stuck with him forever, effectively, for eternity. Yeah. And then the second season, Ben's t- constantly fighting for approval, fighting for his own way, fighting for leadership, being surrounded by all these people that he doesn't really like until basically everybody the Sparrow Academy is killed off and then nobody likes him in the Umbrella Academy. And now here he is on his own in Korea. Uh, seems happy, basically. I think that's another happy ending for Ben is what it felt like. Yeah. Okay. But that's my only interpretation of it. I could yeah. be completely wrong. Final note for me is just the, the we finally learned the cockroaches. We, we learned the origin of the cockroach, that they were one of the guardians. Um, or they were part of the guardian. The, mm. the or controlling him, yeah. Or controlling him. They may yeah. be the higher life uh, in this situation. The but thing. I thought that was really a cool visual, actually, mm-hmm. with yes. the the holes in his face, and they come yeah. streaming out after yeah. being... Um, it, that's just after he's been... Uh, the first time you see it is when Luther pile drives. Yes, the exactly. And a few come out, and then when they eventually kill the guardian, all... Uh, all of them yeah, but I like the way they go back in as well when mm. he resurrects yeah sort of no, controlling definitely. all the muscles exactly <laughs> <laughs> but ratatouing uh, yeah. the whole thing but there we have it ladies and gentlemen boys and girls prollies and dollies we have come to the end of the season so it behooves me to say one final time John what did you think of this episode? Um, I, I really, really liked it. I'd give it four bug-faced guardians out of five. Um, but again, it's to do with the characters. I mm-hmm. think um, the whole Matrix machine, whilst very cool, um, it, it, it kind of just brought home to me that maybe they just kept the intentions of Reggie quiet for too long. So it, it all felt like this sort of... Uh, crash bang wallop of stuff coming in here mm. which makes me feel like it, there may be no season four even though apparently there are plenty of ideas on on that but there's certainly the option not to do a season four on the basis of this because they they wrap up the whole reason for the umbrella and the sparrow academies mm-hmm. which was to bring uh reggie and his wife abigail uh back together yeah. and it shows the significance of that you know off-world and um, sort of evacuation from 
Reggie's home planet. Mm -hmm. So never forget um, your first apocalypse. No, exactly. So there's lots I liked in here. I loved mm -hmm. Hotel Oblivion. Um, I loved, as I say, just the 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 Rubik's cube nature of it, and and all the different teams going off and and doing their thing. The characters, because it just brings character interaction, and these characters are fantastic. Um, I loved um, Klaus and Luther's aspects throughout this episode. I love that Luther does get his return, um, even though he disappears again, uh, but then back for for good, mm -hmm. just with everyone having lost their powers. But uh, yeah, things just kind of seem to flood in very quickly, and even you know there may be no significance, but I'm like, where's Sloane? Um, mm -hmm. Why the Ben mid credit, um, you know, actually, what are the cockroaches? Are these the creators of this portal? Are they the nemesis species of so. Reggie? Yeah. And um, so, you know, maybe there's more to Reggie. The certainly him and his wife. His wife seemed to have a very um, disconcerting look on her as though, you know, kind of world domination might be about to take place uh, between them. Uh, so who knows? I mean, I guess that started anyway, given uh, he was in a skyscraper well, uh, with what was it? Hargreaves Enterprises, I'm mm -hmm. guessing. Um, so I, I really like this, but I think there, there was a real, uh, and I think it was fitting, but there was still aspects of this that just came too rapidly too quickly uh, and actually probably could have been threaded through or drizzled mm. um uh at different stages through even just this season three yeah. um you know like the off-world shot from from season two where you're yeah. kind of going oh what's that you know yeah, yeah. so I absolutely really enjoyed this i love the season i love these characters uh, and I've really enjoyed the the season. So yeah, four Bugface Guardians uh, out of five. Fantastic, Derek. What are your thoughts? Final thoughts on episode ten of Living? Yeah, really enjoyed it. Uh, really enjoyed the season overall. But it is mostly the characters at this stage. Um, I do think that it's quite stretched, but. I don't mind spending time with the characters, so that's absolutely fine with me. I've I've heard recently that Jared Way has planned up to ten volumes of this uh, of of this comic book. I thought it was actually done. I thought he'd finished his comic book runs at at Hotel Oblivion, but he has plans himself for many more stories in this world. Um, and Steve Blackman saying the same. He has plans for many more seasons of this show, a number of more seasons for this uh, show. Um, but it's been a while now. Netflix haven't uh, confirmed a fourth season at this stage. But. Yeah, interesting. Oh, that sounds mm. like a, a George R. R. Martin situation going on here, whether Steve Blackman will take up the mantle um, in completing this before uh, the original comic authors. Kind of, um, <laughs> except I've read Jared Way's comic books and uh, Steve Blackman has added a lot of great story and characterization and um, storylines and context and great things to uh, Jared Way's um, straw man, let's say, uh, of, a, of a comic book. So he's taken a lot of inspiration from Jared Way. I'm not sure whether he needs any further uh, entries in the comic book series to continue on. But if he does, if he comes back with season four, I'd be really looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. absolutely. Really looking forward to seeing these characters together again. They're a, a great group uh, of of 
people to spend time with on Netflix. That's that's what I that's what I'll say. Uh, I really enjoyed covering it as well. What about yourself, Chris? What do you think? Absolutely loved it. Like I, I I kind of showed my hand a long time ago on this show and this season. It's kind of not even a guilty pleasure. It's just a pleasure. Mm, like I, yeah. I enjoy the characters. Um, I, I I would like to see a season four. I would just like. Because I would like them to tie it up a bit more nicely. Much like other shows that have out there. It's like, hey, this is your final season. Mm. And they, they're given time to wrap it up. Yeah. Like, they're given that final season to close all the final threads, bring it all together, and just kind of give everyone that happy ending in a nice way. Mm-hmm. Give, give, give Klaus his David. Like, let him find his David again. And all those types of things. Yeah. So... I enjoyed the hell out of this. I, it's a fun romp through kind of Armageddon again. Um, and I think, yeah, give five, give five his one more wedding again and don't let him live in an iron lung. Um, because he did what he was not supposed to do. He saved the universe again. Yeah. And he got his arm back. Yes, yep. he did. Yeah. And we Diego did. got his fingers. Yeah, but yeah. we we had expected, and there is the moment where Five loses his arm, and that was supposed to be the indication that he was barreling towards being the man in the iron lung. But by the end yeah. of the episode, he has that arm back. So loads of opportunities in the fourth season for him to lose that arm again. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because <laughs> well, I think yeah. that's what he could do. Yeah. But there we have it. Should we go one out and pour one out? For our homie that is Sloan. She is no longer with us at the end of this episode. So let's go to the Carousel Club for our final pub quiz question. Yes. Well, no, it no longer exists. We're mm. having a quick, um, a quick drink at the Hotel Oblivion before, um, the, I guess the time machine, uh, or the alien machine come, comes along. Or maybe it's to, it's the, the sushi, Carousel, maybe pub Ooh. quiz. Yes, you, I, I see your eyes light up there, Chris. You um, had me at Sue. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is episode ten, which means, of course, final it question. is question ten, mm-hmm. the final question. Who are the members of the three groups sent to explore Hotel Oblivion for the sigil? Ooh, interesting. I don't know that off the top of my head. Interesting. That's the 10th question in the pub quiz for Umbrella Academy. So put all those answers together, email them into us to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com and you can be with a chance of getting some Umbrella Academy goodies. John, do you want to give the question one more time? Certainly. Who are the members in the three groups sent to explore Hotel Oblivion for the sigil? Oh, now I get the question. I was suddenly thinking back to uh, to all the people that had gone through the hotel over the years. No, okay, it's the three groups, the three splits. That's it. Yes. yes. But, gentlemen, let's get some feedback from our fellow Academy alumni for this final point and this final episode. Mm-hmm. First up, we have a message from the future from the one and only Dr. Bob Phillips. Who has this to say? Wait, what? How? But no. <laughs> what a crackling wrap-up of fizzing particle extraction, semi-zombification, resurrection, and disempowerment. Is the universe reset? Is Reggie still a lizard man? Where is Pogo? How long has the universe got before something 
about Victor destroys it <laughs> 10 days or so. Some great performances across the whole cast. Alison and Five were probably the best chances to stretch. Mm-hmm. And while I'd like a season four, I could rest easy with these three in a lovely trilogy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much, Dr. Bob. Um, whiz, bang, pop, particle, extraction. Always good. Yes. I, I wonder if Pogo has been reformed in mm-hmm. this universe reset by, by Reggie. Maybe. Or, or maybe not. Yeah. Maybe um, Pogo is a man now. Yeah. He got his wish. Maybe. Maybe, He's a yeah. real boy. <laughs> yeah. And I totally, with Bob, I think the performances across the cast are just yeah. really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Dr. Bob. Absolutely. Thanks, Dr. Bob. Good to hear from you. And I, I'm probably with you in that. I'd, I'd like a season four. This cast is great. But um, I think this could be a lovely trilogy of seasons uh, here as well. Uh, excellent. We also have some feedback in from Coffee and Vodka, who has some thoughts on the final two episodes. He says, Greetings, fellow depowered defenders. Fast forwarding to the final two episodes and attempting to dig my way out of a very weird hole with this series. The Umbrella Academy is very much the salt and vinegar chips of superhero team snack feud viewing. Sharply salty and sour, but so good you can't stop. Alison is a prime example of this. Her drive to get her family back has driven her into proto-villain territory, making a deal Reginald ultimately uncaring of his endgame or her fellow siblings. In the end, she had a large part in sacrificing Luther's wife, Sloane, to make it to her husband and daughter. To make matters worse, it's now in a world where Reginald is Lex Luthor. Her adopted family is powerless and number one is set up to become the mind-effed vengeance-seeking baddie against both Reg and Alison next season. One of the main differences between Umbrella Academy and Doom Patrol is that in the latter, most of the characters are head cases, flawed to the point of stupidity. Their misadventures are earned misstep by misstep. But in the former, this family is made up of siblings who, while quirky on their own, are anything but stupid. When put together, however, they suddenly become incapable of agreeing on the order of the letters in the alphabet. In short, the hand of the writers is a bit too evident sometimes. Saying all this, however, that writing as well as set design, music, direction and acting are all excellent. And I can't wait to be bothered with all the inexplicable chaos of season four. Four Golden Guardians out of five. Peace and take care. Coffee and vodka. Excellent stuff, coffee and vodka. I think that, yes... Sums it up. I um, cannot wait uh, for further chaos if a season four comes. Mm -hmm. Uh, But like Bob and like with Derek, I'm happy with the three seasons of of this as well. Mm -hmm. And I think I really need to start watching Doom Patrol. I think I might quite like it. I I am intrigued to watch it. Yeah, I got through a few episodes of it. Um, It's fine. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna dive back in. I think yeah. I think just while we maybe have a bit of a break coming up before Christmas. <laughs> when uh, do we have a break, Chris? <laughs> before Christmas, those those few days between twenty fifth of December to the first of January. I see, I see. Okay, that I was small break, that. a bit of a break. I said I was I was. Uh, and I, I wasn't descri- the the description there was very lacking of details. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think as well, Coffee and Vodka, I really like your description of, of Reggie as the Lex Luthor in mm-hmm. this universe, um, for sure. Yes. 
Yeah, be really interested to see what what he does do. Like maybe we do have to follow uh, Jared Way's comics to find out what happens next with um, with Reggie. We got a little extra feedback and some news since we uh, recorded the podcast, which I'm going to go through now. First up, uh, a, an email in from Christina Jones. Uh, Christina says, "Hello, my dears. Long time no here. I have been thoroughly enjoying your Sandman and Umbrella Academy podcasts. I'm just so busy, I never get a chance to send anything in, but alas, I am here." I haven't finished the season yet, however, I do want to express some feelings. Alison, I appreciate adding layers to this cookie-cutter-like character who kind of has been put on the pedestal since season one as she owned her own flaws and be on the path to correcting her behaviour, but not this season. She is emotionally pushed to the brink and lashing out in disturbing ways, and I must say, fair play to them for casting aside the trope of black women only allowed to be the supportive friend or the villain. She is neither, just humanly chaotic, adrift searching for a lifeline. It also gives the actress so much more to do. On to Klaus. Klaus is always a delight, though he's so Nathan from Misfits I can no longer discern the characterizations. <laughs> <laughs> and Luther, I'm glad y'all have been enjoying him because I have not. I find his need to be accepted to the point of joining another family and being conflicted between this in the span of three days ridiculous i find myself constantly yelling for him to grow the hell up maybe that's his charm but it's grating and i've yet to see any growth in him as a person he just pivots from situation to situation happily nonplussed or constantly being the butt of the jokes <laughs> now christina did say she didn't finish the season yes. so i'm wondering if his actions in episode nine or ten might have swayed him over uh to the other side i think he's he becomes a bit of a more active character after he gets married maybe, to Sloan, yeah. I think. I yeah. think I'd uh, love to hear from you, Christina, on your uh, on your thoughts at the end of the season, whether he's he's moved for you. Uh, Christina goes on to Victor. She says it was a long time coming, but I'm glad someone pointed out that Victor killed Pogo. That's been left on the table too damn long. Best acting from Elliot Page in three years and the tension between him and Allison feels believably heartbreaking because I personally am on both sides of it. Yeah, that was really good that they called out that his actions had major consequences. Yes, exactly. Mm. I mean, there's been a really good part of it. And I think as well, then, that relationship uh, between Victor and Allison is, as you say, it's it's almost cruel uh, because mm -hmm. of the timing of it but also because you can see both sides of it as well exactly exactly says christina lila i have actively hated this character <laughs> just never clicked for me and her betrayal of diego was just cruel however in episode seven of the season for the first time i felt i understood her Excellent. I am glad that you are beginning to understand uh, Lila. She is a bag of crazy cats. She like, is, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think, yeah, there's, there's that moment where she kind of drops her guard for the first time, really, around episode seven, isn't it, where she tells Diego. Uh, and to Christina's next point, Diego, you are not the father. He must have been so happy there. <laughs> but I think as well, the final two episodes, you have much more sort of sober stuff coming from uh lila uh, much more well. stuff yeah 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 absolutely and yes to diego um i can well imagine uh that he is well at least pleased that stanley wasn't his yes but he is a father yes um, exactly yes and and the father to the uh the little bump growing inside of lila yes, but not to 11 year old stanley no uh, which was a lot to take on although i do miss stanley i do <laughs> i really do miss stanley i i hope in season four with all the craziness that happened that he somehow makes it back 
Yes, that would be that would be cool. great. That'd be cool. I might have something for you on that in a second. Um, finally, Christina says five. Gushing about Aiden Gallagher is hard not to do. The young man has chops. He heightens every scene he's in. He doesn't at all seem like a child, but a man of so many years around his much older cast, and he handles handles it with this smooth lethality that reminds us he spent decades killing people while they were figuring every everything out for themselves. He is by far my favourite character and always has been. His threat to Victor was Chef's Kiss performance. I was really happy they went more into the commission and I am excited how things tie back there because that's truly intriguing stuff. That's all I got. Cheers, peace, hair grease and black girl magic from Christina from Black Girl Couch Reviews. Excellent stuff. Thanks so much, Christina. Yeah. And yeah, Aiden Gallagher um, as five mm. is is just superb. It's I brilliant. Mean, yeah. I have to say that there's so many um, of these characters that I really enjoy. And maybe even if you don't enjoy them, the fact that it's so heartfelt from you, Christina, that maybe it's because they're written so well. There you go. Um, you know, but I think, yeah, Diego 5, uh, Klaus, obviously, mm. and Lila are really just great for me. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. And Diego and Lila as that duo mm-hmm. uh, really good they're really good and you know victor and allison themselves both have great characterizations they're not the most funny characters on screen they're very serious throughout the series but i do like both of them as well but yeah this whole cast together has made this season so much fun to watch even though it's been stripped back because of the filming conditions they were under but let's go on to the big news because we haven't mentioned on the podcast as you probably heard throughout the podcast we were questioning whether there was going to be another <laughs> season officially announced this week umbrella academy will return for its fourth and final season, so one more season to go under the uh, instruction, I suppose, of uh, of Steve Blackman once again coming back for a final season. And there was some interesting little tidbits that came out in the article that announced it from uh, the Netflix official fan site Tadum, which I do love the name of. Yeah. I always like that. I always like that name. Uh, so they had a, had a, a bit of a conversation with Steve Blackman. Uh, first up, they asked him, uh, "What can you tell us about season four's new timeline? The Umbrella Academy is now in a new world without their powers and seemingly split up." And Sloane's missing. That's a lot of change. Steve said, it certainly is, but the siblings are always up for a challenge. This new timeline has been dictated by Hargreaves, who reprogrammed the universe at the end of the season three finale. But because of Allison's actions, he didn't get to finish what he started before Allison pressed the reset button. So the siblings losing their powers isn't going to be the only oddity in this timeline. There are new enemies who want to see them wiped out of existence. But how do they manage without their powers? Is there even a way to get them back? The stakes have never been greater. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, so we were right. I think Chris's estimation was about 70% of uh, Hargreaves' plan yeah. to reprogram the universe uh, may have been affected by Allison. So that's why they don't have their powers anymore, because he's reprogrammed that universe. Uh, one of the points that uh, that Netflix to Dumb asked um, Steve Blackman about was that end sequence they said there's another new bend to deal with what does that season three post credit scene mean for season four can you tell us anything about how this ben will differ from umbrella ben and sparrow ben steve says let's be clear this is sparrow ben the question you should really be asking yourself is what the hell is he doing on a korean subway train reading a book about pottery <laughs> odd right of course it is This is the Umbrella Academy. As every good Umbrella fan knows, no moment in the show exists in isolation. Everything we see has meaning, and this moment is no exception. Ben has a reason to be there, but you'll have to wait till season four to understand why. Excellent. Is that interesting? I'm very interested in that, because that whole scene 
made no sense to me. Yeah. And it was, well, you know, loads of questions. Well, is, is it Umbrella Ben? Is it Sparrow Ben? Is it a new Ben? Mm-hmm. You know, given that in, in the, the first answer, only so much of the, the universe has been reprogrammed. Mm-hmm. And of course, um, Given that the book was in Korean uh, on the front, didn't realize it was about pottery. Not that that makes it any clearer for me. Um, <laughs> might as well have been in Korean, really. <laughs> it, so it might as well have been in Korean. Yeah. yeah. And so, but it's good to know that there is some significance to that because Absolutely. it was difficult to understand it. And certainly because as well, there was a finality about what had happened mm-hmm. and as to whether we would get a season four. So, well, exactly. I guess that ultimately, the lack of clarity around that mid-credit scene, I guess, is the biggest hint that there would be a season four in order to explain and understand it. Well, yeah, and, and the, I think the loss of Sloane uh, is probably a big hint as to um, that we would be coming back to these characters for Luther to find Sloane and where she's gone and those kind of things. I also like the description that um, effectively Hargreaves and his wife are overlooking this whole city. I think one of our pieces of feedback uh, yeah. was talking about that as well from uh, Coffee and Vodka saying, you know, is he like the Lex Luthor of this new universe that he's created with no powered members of the Umbrella Academy anymore in this universe? So uh, there's lots and lots of threads uh, to be pulled out, but really exciting that there will be a season four which will be the final season, telling the closing yeah. story of the Hargreaves family. Also confirmed, every member of cast signed up to come back uh, for next season. Excellent. So no, no messing about with somebody disappearing. <laughs> That's been also confirmed. So thanks so much again for that feedback, Christina, and great news again. Yeah, good stuff. Right, back to uh, John, Chris, and me from the past. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us, everybody. Uh, really good to have you on board for Umbrella Academy Season 3 on TV Podcast Industries. We do cover loads of shows on TV Podcast Industries. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast over on tvpodcastindustries.com. You get access to our coverage of The Sandman, which we're covering at the moment. We're on to Episode 5 of that show. Um, we are also covering She-Hulk from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, a nice comedy show uh, to lighten the tone uh, every week as well. There's uh, a nine-episode, 30-minute uh, show. Yep. And I'll I'll just chime in. It is She-Hulk, attorney at law, for those who don't know. Mm-hmm. Proper name. Proper Indeed name. it is. Absolutely. That's it for our coverage of Umbrella Academy, though. Uh, again, thanks so much for joining us. If you do want to get in contact with us and let us, let us know your thoughts about Umbrella Academy, you can email us to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com or pop on over to our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash tvpodcastindustries. Let us know your thoughts. We will be wrapping up the season just with the uh, with the final answers for the pub quiz questions. Yes. So we'd love to talk about any thoughts you may have in the series that you didn't get to share. Yes, and if you've liked what you've heard this season from us and you want to support us, why not head on over to patreon.com slash tvpodcastindustries where for a single ongoing dollar a month you can help those little cockroaches spin in the wheel. Yes, we have a number of cockroaches living in our servers and they basically help keep the servers going. And essentially, if you do that, if you sponsor us, we will get cockroach feed and keep them going. Okay. Or, or, <laughs> or, or if you really want to, you can help build for a one-off donation on buymeacoffee.com slash TVPI. You can help buy 
those cockroaches enough caffeine that they can build their own suit of armor and run in a human-sized wheel. Interesting. Yes. This is giving me flashbacks to the mid-credit scene with Ben again. I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> I don't either, but I do want to say a huge thank you to all of you who support us over at Patreon or who bought us coffee through uh, Buy Me a Coffee or who shared the podcast. Because sharing the podcast is... Is sharing the love. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. We'll hopefully speak to you again next time on a future episode of the podcast. But thanks for joining us for all three seasons of Umbrella Academy here on the Umbrella Academy feed on TV Podcast Industries. Yes, thank you for being here for the final episode of Umbrella Academy Season 3, Oblivion. Oh, yes, it's been great. Thank you so much. and speak to you again soon. Yes, thank you so much for joining us, fellow Brolly Dollies and Academy alumni, if you will. Uh, for our coverage of Umbrella Academy Season 3, as always, it is great chatting with you through the podcast. Uh, as always, remember, keep watching, keep listening, and welcome to the Reset Universe of Tomorrow. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs> Living on! <laughs>